Good morning. My name is Paul. I just want to encourage you in this age of self-isolation and social distancing that God's promise to you is that he will never leave you or forsake you. So if you're watching today with your family or on your own, draw close to him and he will draw close to you. Have a great day. Good morning. Welcome to another online church service by Freedom Church. So glad to have you with us um, as we broadcast from our home into yours, or at least wherever you're watching this. Um, my name is Mark Kelly. And my name is Kathy Kelly. And we're part of the leadership team here at Freedom Church. And today we're going to worship together and we're going to then get stuck into the Bible together. We're going to read a particular verse that talks about uh, Palm Sunday, which we are celebrating today. Um, so we'll get into that in a little while, but first off, we're just going to pray and then we'll go into worship. Yeah, Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you never change, Lord. Thank you that you are who you say you are, Lord. And we come this morning and we uh, fix our eyes on you. We put our attention on you. We focus on on who you are because you are you are above all things, Lord. And we we've come to worship you and just lay ourselves down before you this morning. Amen. Amen. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I Till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. Yeah. 
Well, that was great to worship together. Now we're going to get stuck into some verses from the Bible and we're going to have a chat, as we said before, about Palm Sunday yeah. and what that actually is. We're going to have like a conversation, yeah, really, a aren't conversation. we? You know, you've yeah. got to adapt to where you're at. I mean, it's not like we're stood behind a pulpit on a Sunday morning. We're, we're sat around our kitchen table. So we're going to have a, we're going to have a chat about this, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. And, and Kathy has put a lot of these notes together. Well, in fact, most of the notes together. Um, so why don't you take it away, Kath, open up with what you want to you want to talk about. So this um, Palm Sunday marks the beginning of Holy Week, where we reflect on Jesus's last days of his life leading up to his crucifixion and then his resurrection, which so we what, celebrate next what, Sunday. What things going to happen in this coming week then? Why is it a Holy Week? What, what, what significant days apart from today? Um, like it's Good Friday. Yeah, so there's um, Maundy Thursday, which is we, we look at um, Jesus and the Last Supper, mm -hmm. where okay. he broke, he knew what was coming. And he broke Bro bread together. and wine yeah. with his disciples, yeah. his his trusted ones, his friends, and he told them what was going to happen. And um, so that's that's Monday Monday Thursday, and then Good Friday, and then Good Fridays when Jesus we we remember he his death, and then obviously on the Sunday we chocolate. celebrate oh. no. Well, a bit of chocolate, maybe. But we celebrate the fact that yes. death could not defeat Jesus. Come on. He has the victory. He has been raised. If you believe that out there, say amen. 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 So right. he was raised from the dead. Anyway, we're, we're quite we're, excited we're stealing about stealing material from we're, next Sunday. We're quite excited about this. This is really good. Week. So um, Palm Sunday. All right, all right. Palm Sunday. How, how, how do our brothers and sisters, I mean, Palm Sunday, it's not, and the Holy Week, it's not necessarily something that us as Freedom Church would particularly. Uh, um, mm. noted or celebrated no. uh, but it's something we, we know is there yeah but because we're kind of not as connected as as we'd like to be we we thought we wanted to grab hold of this and, and present it to you um what happens what happens what how do people celebrate this across the world uh, we might have made some notes about, we, we about that so so those. in poland yeah in poland they they create artificial palm leaves using mm. Tissue paper flowers, yes. Tissue paper flowers right. and ribbons, uh, and they can be up to thirty meters long. Yeah. Wow, that's 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 quite a bit. They have to be carried by a lot of ah, people, actually. Okay, so they're um, kind of underneath them. Yeah. All right. Or, or okay. they kind of stretch along people, so everybody right. carries them in a, a length of okay. of these. Um, Over in Philippines, yeah. They decorate and weave palm fronds. What's a frond? It's a frond. Um, they're just like the leaves of the palm. They're the, so they're the fronds. The, the bits that go like that. I knew that really. <laughs> All right, but they but they, they they put them into complicated shapes, and they're called pelaspores. 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 Uh, and they're blessed at the church, and then they they bring them home. What happens in yeah. Norway? Norway, they decorate their homes with birch twigs and painted eggs. I I, I discovered a few weeks ago that um I apparently I had a DNA. You got me a DNA kit for Christmas, I did, didn't you? Yeah. And it turns out I'm a Viking. Yeah, got a lot of Norwegian stuff in there. I, I, I think a lot, quite a lot of people are Vikings. Don't, don't care, I'm a Viking. <laughs> um, light hair, blue eyes. So uh, anyway, in, what do they what do they do? What do the Norwegians do? Oh, I did say did they decorate say? their homes with birch twigs and painted eggs. Oh, okay. Yeah. And right. they often go play, to places where they ski and stuff around Easter mm, time. Very good. Okay. So well, I, Netherlands, yeah. Netherlands don't use uh, chicks and eggs, no. but instead it's all about it's all about the rooster, the, rooster. the cockerel. The cockerel. the cockerel, so that possibly has something to do with um, a story in the Bible where um, Peter, cockerel, Pete, yeah, Peter is asked by um, leaders 
if he knows Jesus, if he's a disciple of Jesus and he denies that three times and Jesus already told him that that would happen. Says the rooster so maybe that is where the rooster comes into it. Okay, and the yeah. children, they, they, they um, what do they do? They cross, they take crosses. They have a procession. They have a procession. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so big crosses, massive crosses. There, uh, I they? don't know, actually. Just small crosses. But, um, but they've got ribbons with a what, picture of a rooster? No, on? they actually kind of make a rooster. I don't know if it's out of... Like dough, it weird like saying dough. Roast, it's a cockerel. Sorry, cockerel. Out of dough, possibly. Oh, and then, oh wow. And then place it on top of the cross. Okay, so, what do they do yeah. in Ethiopia? They call Palm Sunday Hosanna. And that's because the people in the crowd, as we'll read later, they cried out and they shouted and cheered Hosanna. We'll go into what that okay. means later. Yep. So they call Palm Sunday in Ethiopia, they call it Hosanna. They wear palm fronds, fronds palm yeah, leaves yeah. woven into elaborate rings to wear on the day. What rings? Like rings? Well, maybe bracelets rings, rings, kind okay. of round the head. Right, yeah. in, Belgium, in Belgium, they have a Palm Sunday procession uh, and mm -hmm. the children go from door to door offering uh, palm leaves in exchange for coins. As so, you do. Sounds quite good, actually, that one. Not quite sure where the I, biblical thing is of the that. The coins may be something to do with Judas mm. with the piece of silver. I don't oh, know. Oh, maybe. Don't I know. don't know. You can go investigate that, folks. Yeah. Uh, and then in Greece, yep. um, at church, Christians are given bay leaves and also woven palm crosses at church when they go to the service. And they are actually only permitted to eat fish on Palm Sunday, not dairy, anything dairy or red meat. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, there you go. So that's what some people do across the world on Bet you didn't know some Sunday. Of that. Yeah, yeah. What do you do? Is there any particular thing, any fam familial thing that, that you might do that's that's unique to you and your family on a Palm Sunday? In England, I think what I've seen is particularly in the Church of England, they have palm crosses. Oh, yeah. Um, so palm yeah. leaves. Yeah. In the shape of a cross. So the fronds. Yeah, and they the give those out in the church service, and awesome. people often put them in their windows and have them in their Bibles and things. I tell you what, should we read? Should we read that bit of scripture, yeah, that bit of the Bible uh, yeah. that, that talks about that triumphant entry? Shall I read it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll read, read it. it. Yeah. Matthew twenty-one. So if you got your Bibles out, I'm doing that in case you don't know what a book does. Uh, get your Bibles out or open your Bible apps um, and go to Matthew twenty-one, uh, and we'll start from verse one. Okay. Give you a moment. Got it? All right, I'll try and put it on screen as well. If I can figure that out, I'll try and put it on screen. As Jesus and the disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethphage on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into the village over there, he said. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with its colt beside it. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you're doing, just say, the Lord needs them and he will immediately let you take them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. The two disciples did as Jesus commanded. They brought the donkey and the colt to him and threw their garments over the colt and he sat on it. Most of the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Jesus was in the centre of the procession and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God for the Son of David, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, praise God in highest heaven. 
the entire city of Jerusalem was in uproar as he entered. Who is this? they asked. And the crowds replied, It's Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Awesome. Uh, there's an, um, right at the beginning of that, I, there's an interesting note. There's a parallel um, uh, bit of um, uh, the Bible that goes with that in, in John 12. 12 it tells the same story and the first uh, the sentence it says the next day the news that Jesus was on the way to Jerusalem swept through the city and that just got me thinking mm. can you all right can you think of a moment uh, or an event in your life that you've really looked forward to and I guess I'm asking you that question of you is there a moment or event you really looked forward to? I mean, it's on your mind all the time. You can't wait for it. You're getting almost stressed about it. You're getting joyful about it. Getting, what is it? What is it? What have you, what have you really looked forward Stress to? Stress and joyful in equal measure. Yeah. My wedding. Our wedding. Our wedding. Our wedding. Not, not just Of course. Yeah. For 10 months. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why were you so looking forward to that? I mean, obviously, obviously, I know Obviously. Why. Um... <laughs> Okay, go on. What was it that you you were looking forward to so much? Well, um, starting a life with the person that I love. Don't cry. Don't cry. Uh, I'll I, try. I'll, I'll try. pass you a tissue if you need try it. Um, so once you've committed to somebody and you've said, yes, I will marry you, um, then obviously all the plans start being put in place to do that. And mm. the anticipation of that goes with it and some stress. But knowing that you're preparing to spend the rest of your life together um was just an amazing um thing in my life mm. and i hope your life as well uh, definitely. <laughs> yes yeah. um, there was no answer but there yes. was i definitely that was definitely what i thought about most of every day all day for um 10 months wow. <laughs> and the anticipation of it and and just knowing that this was going to be such a special occasion a once in a lifetime occasion for for us mm. um so wow yeah that's i hope you can say the same so but <laughs> i can i can i can so in other words i'm looking at you're looking forward to something so much mm. it's just like it's, it's the thing that fills your mind it's yeah it's the fulfillment of a promise because when you get engaged yes. you're promising yeah. yourself uh to others i hope you begin to bring the links in to what we're talking about so you you You've entered into a promise mm. that, that promise as far as you're concerned, then where you get married is, is coming into its fulfillment. And then the bride and the bridegroom groom come together at last. They are they are one. They're joined as one. And um, obviously, yeah. you know, there's so many parallels in kind of uh, the good news of, of Jesus in all of that. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Great. So just have a think yourself, what thing have you looked forward to? Because this was a major event uh, that we're talking about in scripture. It was something that filled people's hearts and minds. They were looking for their coming king. They were they were waiting to overthrow the Romans. But obviously, as we said earlier, they didn't know that that wasn't that they didn't realize that was the kind of king that Jesus was coming as and we're going to get into that now so do you want to put this into context yeah so jesus had been doing had, had done many miracles he'd been preaching and teaching he'd done miracles and signs and wonders and just before this before him coming into jerusalem he had raised lazarus from the dead which is pretty pretty awesome i mean that is the we, we miracle of all isn't yeah, it I raising mean, somebody from we, the dead we read these stories like there's one line you know in the, and he raised lazarus from the dead and, and that's amazing mind-blowing think about that have wow. you seen somebody raised from the dead 
Love to hear about I it. I haven't yet. Love to hear about but it. But he raised Lazarus from the dead. And so this, the news of this happening, this miracle, this man who was dead and then was raised back to life. And he wasn't just dead for like minutes or an hour. No. He was dead for days. Yeah, he, he probably stinking a bit. Maybe. Yeah. And um, so also, you know, just to get a little bit theological, that was a foreshadowing of what was to come <gasps> in Jesus's life wow. um, and, and his death. But anyway, this news was rippling. You can imagine, can't you, rippling through the community by word of mouth. Somebody coming back from, you know, the the dead. You know about it, don't you, when something like that happens. Um, And and so his his every move was being watched and people were beginning to follow him around. And so the news that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem was rippling and people were gathering. And, you know, we, we know what that's like in our day, don't we? People kind of gather and flock to see you know, the royal family or celebrities, pop stars, film stars, people come out in their droves mm. to kind of just catch a glimpse. And and that's this kind of sense that I get that was happening in, do you in think the community. It was a, do you think it was a bit like women and the Beatles? I've seen those images where women are yeah. literally fainting oh, if the Beatles And crying them. their eyes out. I'm not convinced no. it was exactly like okay. that. Right, okay. But people wanted to see Jesus, this man who proclaimed that he was a son of God and was doing miracles and was preaching um, things, some things that they understood, some things that they didn't understand. Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, so he's, he's, before he came into Jerusalem, it says in verses two and three that he, uh, he asked his disciples to go and find him uh, a colt to ride on, so a, a, a boy donkey. Boy, baby, boy, donkey. Yes. <laughs> Would that be the right way yes. thing to say? <laughs> All right. And he told them exactly where to find this cult. So, Kathy, why a cult? Why didn't he ride into Jerusalem on a horse? Because mm. it's one thing about this story that always, you know, growing up, mm. why a donkey? Yeah. You know, such a small, somewhat, you know, we might look at them, you know, with their silly noises and go, what a ridiculous creature to... <laughs> So ride in if you can very cute. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not cute. Um, so okay, so why? Why? So not? several reasons. So historically, a king would have um, ridden on a horse into battle, but rode on a donkey when he was coming with peaceful intentions. Okay, that's important. Mm. That's important to know. So riding into oh. war, war situations on a horse, on a horse, but in peaceful times, into peaceful situations with peaceful intentions on a donkey. And that was historically okay. how a king so, so a donkey, came into a place. A donkey symbolised peace. Yes. Peace. Okay. Yes. All right. So that's so we starting to put some pieces of the puzzle together. And then a donkey also resembled humility and was an animal that was used by commoners to, to travel around to, um, you know, uh, transport packages and, and, and um, I don't know, foodstuffs and all kinds of things. Mm. Um, they, they, would, they would load a donkey up. And they'd work, really work yeah. to the ground. So they were they? very yeah. humble, classed as a very humble animal. Mm. Um, and so Jesus rode in on a colt, which is the offspring, like you said, male offspring of a donkey. A baby boy donkey. And a baby boy donkey. And it symbolised him coming as royalty, as the prince so awesome. of peace. Okay. And yep. also in it, identifying with those people, with the crowd. The commoners, so, the everyday, ordinary people like you and me. So when you th- begin to think about it, it's not just a donkey. No. It's so much more than that. And yeah. it fulfills a prophecy yes. as well, doesn't it? That yeah. We find in Zechariah 9, verse 9. Let me read that to you. 
Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey, riding on a donkey's colt. And that was written 575 years earlier. 575 wow. years earlier. Yeah, there are just a little aside, but there are so many prophecies about the life of Jesus and his death and his resurrection that were written so many, many, many years earlier that Jesus fulfilled in full. He yeah, he fulfilled yeah. every single one of them. Everything that was said about yeah. him. Yeah. Wow. So um so you've got this parallel then between this this prophetic verse, Ze Zechariah 9 verse 9, talking about donkey's colt, Matthew 21 verse 2, uh, a donkey tied with its colt beside it. Sorry, there's that absolute complete, fulfilling yeah, of fulfilling. the prophecy. Um, and Jesus' journey, so how long did this, these, this poor donkey have to ride with Jesus on its back? Well, it was from where he was staying, it was just under two miles away. Okay. So it's very likely that he wouldn't have ridden the, the the baby boy donkey for all of that time. Possibly. I mean, the Bible um, doesn't Yeah, it doesn't. Say we're speculating. Way. But it may be that um, the mother was ridden for part of the journey. Because and then it is important to know that he asked them to go get a donkey and its colt. So there's, there's two donkeys. Mm. We often have that image that there's one donkey. There's, there's two of them. The mother, like you say, the, uh, the baby boy donkey and they're riding in together or it could be that he did ride the one donkey into jerusalem but be. brought the mother with them so they weren't to, separated so they weren't separated yeah, yeah. Don't know. but whatever the reason was it fulfilled exactly the prophecy yeah. from zechariah 9 exactly exactly yeah. that the, there was a donkey and its cult together okay so we've yeah. got so we've done the donkey and now obviously the, the, the palm branches are hugely significant in symbolism um, we have read a load of places around the world that, that do stuff with the palm fronds. Um, so what is it about the, the palm branches then? What about them? Yeah, so I just want to say that the piece of scripture that we read in Matthew 21 earlier, um, it said branches, I think, but in many of the translations, mm. it says palm branches. Yeah. So the, in, in ancient Rome, palm branches symbolised victory. And so the waving of the palm branches as Jesus came in, using them in praise of Jesus, um, was symbolising the victory that he mm. was going to have. And they, you know, they were doing something actually prophetically, prophetically meaning that um, they were they were telling us something that was going to happen that they they didn't actually understand at the time. But Jesus, as we said earlier, was going to raise be crucified and but raised from the dead and he was going to get the the victory and the triumph over death so they were doing this not fully understanding what they were doing but it was because they were praising the triumphant king now if you look at um the very last book of of the bible you've got revelation the revelation of, of jesus christ um that's the revealing of christ um in verse in chapter 7 verse 9 actually says that we're going to read it yeah. actually says this after this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands, and they were shouting with a great roar, 
salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. Awesome. The Lamb being Jesus. So Jesus is, is, is being worshipped. He's being praised. And like you said, that's prophetic looking ahead mm. um, to what is ultimately going to, to happen where the whole of creation will, will, will worship him. Yeah, I mean, they, they represent the Jewish nation at that point. Yeah. But again, like we said with the Revelation thing, that's that's every, every recognise him as king from every tribe. Every nation, every language, every people represented, declaring that Jesus is king. Awesome. Good stuff. So, we, yeah, so there's another thing here going on. So we read in uh, verse 8 uh, that, that most of the crowd laid their garments on the ground and obviously the translations say um what translation have we used for this the passion no, no? i think it was new living translation, okay, new living translation. This, yeah okay it's good to have a rounded view of scripture by reading lots of different translations um because then you'll get a more rounded picture because you're trying to translate greek and hebrew and aramaic into english and it doesn't always fit so other translations won't say garments they'll actually say cloaks or coats for Jesus to to travel over uh, and that was an act of, of respect wasn't it an act of, of honoring yep. the king and and you find again the Bible is amazing when when you really begin to look at it and, and investigate it because it's like a it's like a, a book of hyperlinks as it were like if you imagine it's just a book like the internet uses hyperlinks you click there it takes you somewhere else you click somewhere else it takes you somewhere else mm. and everything's joined and connected in this in, in with the bible it is exactly like that it really is yeah. things connect to things to connect to things it's not all higgledy-piggledy and it helps you to understand things and get a whole picture yeah, of yeah. what god is so, trying to say to us so with, with that you can look at two kings verses uh sorry two kings chapter 9 verse 13 and here listen what it says then they quickly spread their cloaks on the bare steps and blew the ram's horn shouting jehu is king so they're yeah. celebrating the king at the time which wow. is jehu so we've talked about we've talked about the donkey yeah we've talked about the palm, palm. branches yeah and we've and talked coats. about the coats so what are we so we, we can take all of those things and they, they can mean so much. They've got so much symbolism and, and so much history behind them and meaning behind them. What are we to do with all that? What are we to do with this story, mm. actually? How do we apply that, some things of that into our lives? Well, I was thinking about this and the crowd were declaring that Jesus is king. They're actually, they were saying, I think we, we said we'd talk about this. Mm. They were actually, in some translations, it says the crowd were crying out and declaring and shouting and cheering Hosanna. And Hosanna means save now. Yes. So they were looking to Jesus to be their saviour, to be their king, to be their rescuer. Now. Now. Then, right then. They, they needed it. They needed it because they were being mm. ruled by the Romans and they mm. needed freeing from that. So they were looking to Jesus for that. So... Um, they didn't understand the full picture of who Jesus was at all. Now we're coming at it from the other side, aren't yeah. we? And we have, um, some of us will have that revelation that Jesus is the king, that Jesus is God's son, that Jesus died and he was raised from death, raised back to life again to defeat death once and for all, wow. to remove any barriers 
between us and God so yeah. that we can come freely before God. So what's, what's he doing in that? He's removing, because of his death and resurrection, because he defeated death, uh, he's, re he's removing uh, the effects of sin yeah. from, from our lives. He's, he's removing um, the, the, any kind of barrier that we might, like you say, we might have to, to, go to God. Um, and so he can be our, you know, he can save us now. Yeah. Can't he? That moment that we should be, we, we call out to him. Yeah. And when you become a Christian, which means you're a follower of Christ, you follow his ways, his teaching. It means little Christ, actually. That was that we were called little Christ to begin with in yeah. Antioch, weren't we? That was where Christ, the yeah, first term Christian right. came from. Yeah. So it, be, being a Christian is about, like the crowd did, about receiving Jesus as your king, as your Lord, as your saviour, because we all need saving now, mm. wherever we are in our lives. Even though I'm a Christian, I need to cry out to God, save me now. I need things yeah. that, that I need Jesus to help me yeah. with and save me from. So yeah. it doesn't just stop when you say, OK, I'm going to follow you. So. What I want to say is to you, have you received Jesus as your king and your saviour? You know, you can cry out to God today, Hosanna, and you can receive him as king. You might not fully understand, like the crowd, exactly That's okay. what Jesus came to do and who he is. And you might know a very little bit, but all you need to do is start somewhere yeah. and start by receiving him yeah, as, receiving, as your king. And, and you genuinely receive Christ by looking at all the things in your life that are not right things that you do wrong, the thoughts that you think about other people, maybe even the acts that you do, the things that we call sin, the sinful things that we do and we're engaged with. It's about beginning to recognise that those things have a hold on your life and I'm and, and going, Jesus, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay those at your feet. We would say at the foot of the cross, because that's mm -hmm. where he took all all our sin, all death, all disease, he, at the foot of the cross. And, yeah. and, and you leave them there and you, you turn your life around. So you, you repent. Uh, and that is that is a, a turning around from those things to Jesus and letting those things go. And that is an important thing. That transaction mm. needs to happen. Mm. Jesus isn't just a, a good, a good God who will go, well, you can you can um, you can come and it doesn't really matter what you know. He, he needs to know that your heart is, is one that is being willing to be transformed. Uh, and so we, we begin that by making a decision to follow him as king. Yeah. So that's what Good. we can do. So what else, what else does it mean for us? Okay. okay, so just looking at another thing that the crowd did. So they cried out Hosanna, but they also laid down their garments um, so that Jesus could, Jesus could travel across them. Um, and we talked a bit about that earlier and what that means. It was a sign of respect and honour for the king. So I was thinking that, the the cloaks the garments that they laid down was is almost a representation of our material possessions and just felt that god was asking us today mm. what is it that we can lay down before him so it might not be particularly it might be this actually that god says to you you know what you've got lots of this thing or, you, you know, you've got lots of this. You don't need it. Somebody else actually needs it. The Bible says um, in the Gospels, if you've got two coats, give one of them away. Yeah. Um, and that's a real challenging way to live so that we live with what we need. 
but we don't have so much excess that we don't know what to do we don't with have it. An, we don't have a, a, an absolute abundance yeah. of material. Yeah, and that's not to say stuff. that God doesn't want us to enjoy having things and having beautiful things Absolutely and not. useful things. No. Nope. But, you know, some if we allow God to speak to us, he can talk to us about those things that we do have. So what is it that, that God wants us to lay down before him? Um, but also... It can be in our hearts. It can be that we've made things, our stuff of life, our idol. And actually that comes before Money, God. Stuff. Yeah. Finance, material um, things, clothes, shoes, you know, all of those kind of things that actually they come before. So when we get our pay packet, it might be, oh, I, I need to go and buy a new pair of shoes now. Or I need, you know, to go and buy a new top or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, again, God wants us to enjoy life. He provides for us. But it's having our heart in the right place. It's us submitting to Jesus as the king and listening for his voice. What does he want us to do with yeah. our, our finance? I am very much aware of the time. Yes. Uh, and, and how long, <laughs> we, we just get we talking, just don't we? Talk, um, but there are, there are two more points we just want to make. We'll try and yeah. get through this pretty quickly and then we'll, we'll worship together again um, yeah. before we, we finish. But the third point is, is that the crowd waved um, palm branches um so uh you, you're suggesting that's like a bit of a play on words isn't it yeah so i was thinking about our palms <laughs> so it's just taking it in a little bit of a di massive di direction palms, small fingers we've actually got the same size hands yeah but mark's got much bigger palms good anyway, for catching go. rugby balls anyway we've got to get back to okay. it <laughs> right. so um yeah the crowd wave palm branches but we have palms and when we open our palms up before God... Maybe you want God, to do that right now. Yeah. Open your hands up towards God. Then when you open your palms, there might be something on your palm, but you're not holding on to it like this. You're yeah. opening yeah. it up. You're releasing what you have yeah. to God. And you're also making the room and just creating space to receive from God, which is what he wants wow. us to do. So as we as we receive him as king, then he wants to give us all of his goodness, all of who he is. He wants to put in our palms so that he can transform our lives. Awesome. All right, finally, uh, Matthew 21 verse 3 says that Jesus needed mm. the colt. And obviously we've talked about the donkey, haven't we? Yeah. Um, and, he, and he instructed the disciples to get it. And I, I guess the question is then what is, what does Jesus need from us? You know, what 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 kind of relationship is it? Because, yeah. you know, what kind of relationship is it that we have with, with Christ? Well, the Bible actually says that we become... Um, partners with God in what he's doing on the earth in his his plan to rescue the broken world that we work in partnership and that's now. a relationship mm. a relationship is partnership a relationship is doing things together it's not somebody lording it over the other and that is not what what our father God is about at all yeah, yeah like you just said it's about that partnership isn't it and it's so humbling that the God who created the universe he wants us to work with him well, to do stuff in this world. Mind. He wants to use what he he's actually given us because he's created us. He's put things within us. And then he wants to use that so that we play our part in his plan. And he wants to use our creativity. He wants to use our wisdom, our knowledge, our career. He wants to use our finances, our gifts and our talents. So that we can reach we can reach this this broken world. Yeah. So we can tell people how much God loves them and what he's done for yeah. them and yeah. what kind of relationship he wants with them. So the question is, what is Jesus asking from you today? What does he need from you 
so that you can work in partnership with him and and fulfill his plan for your life and his plan his bigger plan he has done so much for you and for for me and for us he gave his very life for us what does he need what are you willing to give up like kathy just said so that his purpose can be fulfilled and his purpose is like we said is to reach this world with the love of jesus so that's the that's the question we're going to leave you with yeah. what can you do that's it that's today's service or at least this kind of bible bit over with i hope you enjoy that we'd love to hear back from you and um, pop it in the comments and, and things like that if any of this has has mm. touched you if you if, if there's been a moment within this where you're going i i want to turn to you jesus i want to lay all that stuff down at your feet and the foot of the cross and and i want to i want to turn towards you and I want to begin to live my life in a, in a different way. If you have made that kind of commitment or if you think you might do or if this is a process that you're going to go through over the next few days, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Again, you can do it in the comments, but I suspect you might want to maybe contact us. You can email us uh, at hello at myfreedom.church and let us know that you've made a commitment for Christ or you've recommitted your life to Christ. We'd love to We'd love to celebrate with you. Or if you um, want to know how to do that, how to begin, yeah. you know, we, we're here to help you. There, with are some, that. there are some resources yeah. on our website that will help you mm. with, with that. Um, uh, it's just Jesus. <laughs> it's right there. Just click on that. Um, uh, myfreedom.church. Yeah. Myfreedom.church. Yeah, brilliant. All right, bless you guys. We're going to do a final worship song. Uh, and then, um, yeah, it'd be great to see you all again next week. And I think what we're going to try and do, we're going to do it on Thursday. We're going to do it on Friday. We're going to do it Friday, didn't we? Yeah. Friday. Good Friday. Okay. Yeah. We're going to, maybe best to do it on Thursday though. Because if Thursday was Monday, Thursday, where the disciples broke bread and wine together. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So we're going to try and break bread and wine together with you live uh, on Thursday evening. I'll send you details of that will be on our social media pages and you can just join in with us as we do a live stream we will break bread and wine uh we'll take we'll take we'll, and we'll bless you and, and you take it wherever you are so get yourself ready for for um for thursday don't think we can do anything on friday then if we do do no. that um prayer. And, and prayer prayer, prayer yes on prayer tuesday on tuesday 7 30 so all those of you who are part of freedom church yeah. and part of the family there'll be a prayer zoom call so again so we'll send out the details you'll have all those things so you can join in with that um, and then on Sunday, so we've got a Zoom call for prayer on Tuesday. Uh, Thursday, we'll break bread and wine together on Thursday evening. Um, that'll be very short. Uh, and on Sunday morning, Kathy's going to put together another kids' um, session. That'll be about 10 minutes long. I really hope you enjoyed this morning's. Uh, and then we'll do this all again uh, at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Yeah. Have a great week. Have a great Everyone week. Be blessed. Bless you. Bye. Bye.
Yeah.